Hello, welcome to episode number 30 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice. Blooming with Gracie, who? <laughs> Today I'm going to talk about your dark side that you reject. Yes, everyone has those characteristics they consider a defect. And actually, I don't like the word defect, so I rather use weak points. But you consider those weak points as bad, ugly, unpleasant, and you are ashamed of them. And that's why you deny them, reject, try to hide from other people and repress them in your unconscious. They are not necessarily that bad, but you consider them bad. So what happens when you repress those characteristics in yourself, even impulses? Life wants you to evolve. So it's necessary that you work on your self-improvement for that. And that's why life will force you to face those hidden parts of you, your dark side. So you have to face them and do something about it. And how does it work in your existence, in your daily life? Those repressed aspects of yourself will attract people and situations actually struggles and even sufferings. So you have to deal with them somehow. So this episode is to talk about the importance of paying attention to your dark side, the things you repress in your unconscious, how they affect your life and really the consequences of this, how your unconscious is really creating your reality. Gracie here. I've been a therapist for 19 years, an astrologer with more than 30 years of studies and practice already. And I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. With time, a lot of practice and observation, I became my own guru and a reality transformer. And I help people motivated by self-improvement to become their own gurus too and to transform their reality consciously. And how? Using their hidden inner powers, their unconscious forces, making those forces work for them instead of against them. Because the cause of everything in your life is within you. And to change the effects, you need to work on the cause. There's no other formula. Do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So stay here and let's have a conversation. I have to start this episode explaining something. What I call the dark side is what psychology usually calls the shadow side. If you search for this term online, shadow side, you will find an explanation relating this term to what people deny and repress in their unconscious, those parts of themselves that they consider bad, ugly defects, actually. But I don't call them a shadow side or just shadow. And I make this distinction because I 
use the term shadow to designate the unconscious forces that work for us or against if they are neglected, denied, and angry. And I have another episode in my podcast talking about those forces. It's number 11, our powerful unconscious forces. These forces are not sabotaging subpersonalities, which is also another episode, sabotaging subs. But part of our integrity system with an instinctive intelligence, which takes care of our protection in terms of energy and also our physical protection, such as the immune system and those forces in our conscious that I call shadows. They are responsible for the seventh sense much more than the sixth sense or intuition. Our seventh sense is connected to the collective unconscious and it warns of dangers invisible to our eyes and acts in other ways that I won't deal with here because it's an extensive and complex subject. But I talked about those unconscious forces in episode number 11. Among the things we refuse to see are our weaknesses. I don't like the word defect because I consider that every defect is a potential quality. It's just a matter of in which part of the polarity it is functioning or being expressed because you have the negative polarity and the positive one. So depending on how raw it is, that characteristic and how the person is expressing it. So you have uh, some effects, right? And when the effect is not so positive, it's not so good or favorable or pleasant, people call that expression as a defect. But if the person is acting in a more positive polarity, it will be considered a quality. So I prefer to use the term weak points and strong points because it's just a matter of working on them to get better results when expressing them. So among the things we refuse to see are our weak points, which form our dark side and our instincts repressed by the head based on social or religious morals. So what we don't like to see in ourselves are basically what we consider weak points and instincts that we consider bad because of a lot of ideas we absorbed from the world or society or even religion. That's why we tend to repress those instincts. It's not a question of satisfying all instincts indiscriminately, but of accepting them as inherent to our human nature in the current evolutionary stage, educating and calming them instead of simply denying them, pushing them towards a hidden corner in their unconscious and pretending that they don't exist, as we also do with what we consider our defects. So, imagine that you live in a castle and had a son who, to your utter disappointment and aversion, was born so deformed that he looks more like a little monster. You definitely can't like him, even look at him without feeling disgust. However, not being a bad person, you are also not able to tell someone to get rid of him. 
hide him in the forest or kill him. No, you're not a bad person. So what to do then? How to deal with the shame? And what is behind the shame? Vanity. Always the damned vanity in human beings. So how to deal with the shame of having a child like that before everyone at the court? Both of you would even be a laughing stock and even speaking would reach other lands and kingdoms. Undoubtedly, it would be terrible to have to deal with the talk of the people. So, you make a decision that seems to be the best one at the time. You will tell everyone that the child was born dead and let him live hidden in a remote place in the castle, far from the eyes of others and mainly of your eyes. So, happy with this measure? You go on with your life normally, without thinking about it anymore and with the certainty that it was the best for everyone. But was it really? Well, what happens? Time goes by and that rejected and abandoned creature grows in the basement, chained, locked, lonely and badly treated. Because you don't want that creature to go out and scare other people, right? So it's locked in the basement. And it's not only abandoned and badly treated, more and more that creature becomes unconformed. After all, you, the father or the mother, never even show up to know how he is. Never, in years, a look a gesture or a word of recognition, attention or affection. It's as if he really doesn't exist for you, who give your best only for your good-looking children, who you display proudly to everyone. You just accept your pretty children and the one that you consider ugly and unpleasant, you try to hide from everyone in your kingdom. Isn't it what we do with our characteristics? We try to hide those we consider bad or ugly from other people's eyes and show only the ones that we like, right? Well, what do you think will happen? One day, this monster will manage to get out of there, the basement, and will be furious with you, wanting revenge for having been denied and neglected for so long. When he finally shows up to your eyes, you will be even more horrified and embarrassed because the once small and harmless being has grown up, became strong, is not afraid of you, nor intends to return to the basement. He's very angry at you and wanting revenge for being repressed and denied for so long. So, I present you your dark side, which is nothing more than the sum of your denied and repressed weak points, or what you consider defects. Those weak points, they need to emerge and come into the light of consciousness to be integrated into the psyche in a harmonious way. You need to work on them to become strong points. But the point is that you don't change what you deny and don't accept. The first thing is to see that part of you, face it. Then you have to accept it, to work on it, to have a transformation. But you cannot change what you deny and don't accept in yourself. 
Therefore, it's essential that you recognize and accept those weak points. After all, they are part of you. And as much as you consider them ugly, unpleasant and shameful, until you make the effort to deal with them positively and constructively, they will be haunting and sabotaging you. Let's clarify one thing about this dynamic. To deny something vehemently is to give a lot, a lot of importance, which only feeds it even more, making it grow. Because it's what I always say, importance is like leaven. Where you put it, the thing grows. So the more you deny and repress what in yourself you consider a detestable weak point, the greater the chance that it will come back to you as an intense projection on a person or a situation. Because life, the universe, is based on evolution, right? So life wants you to evolve, to become better and better, and to work on your self-improvement. And if you are not into this process, you will be forced. And how is that in daily life? Life will force you to see what you don't want to see in yourself and how using what I call magnifying mirrors. So you have to face the repressed parts of you in other people or situations. They will be brought to you as magnifying mirrors. And why magnifying? Because if it was something subtle, you wouldn't pay attention. You wouldn't notice, right? So it has to be something that will really draw your attention, irritating you, bothering you. So you have to face those characteristics in other people or in situations that will reflect those things you deny and repress in yourself. That's what it's called projection, what you are projecting onto other people and things and situations, what you don't want to see in yourself. Once you recognize them in yourself, those characteristics, those aspects in yourself and accept them, then the projection turns to introjection and what you see outside of you won't bother you anymore at the same level at least especially if you not only see and accept those aspects in yourself but if you decide to work on them in terms of self-improvement so basically everything that you deny and repress in yourself you will be forced to face them in other people and situations in your life of course it won't be pleasant and it may even be painful that's how life will force you to evolve to work on your weak points to turn them into strong points If the repression is due to the aggressiveness itself, for example, what can happen? Well, let me explain something. Aggressiveness is an energy and as an energy, it's neutral. It's not good or bad. The expression of it, the results of that expression can be considered good or not. It's like a knife. You can use it to cook or to kill someone right so aggressiveness when well used well expressed can be seen as courage ambition a healthy ambition boldness and willpower for example and aggressiveness negatively expressed 
badly expressed can be seen as violence uh, and it doesn't matter if it is physical violence psychological violence or even passive aggressive behavior sarcasm it doesn't matter they all have an ingredient of aggressiveness being expressed in strong or not violence right so if someone consider that aggressiveness, that expression is not a good thing because they don't know how to manage their own aggressiveness. So they will deny, hide and repress that impulse in themselves. That energy, when accumulated, that will be depend the expression in life, the circumstance that the person will attract, of course, will depend on the intensity of that aggressiveness and for how long that person has been repressing it. Each case is a different case. But for example, someone who represses their aggressiveness too much can experience an external attack to them either from another person or from an animal or even an accident and that anger directed to them can come in the form of a critic or a passive aggressive behavior or comment or even sarcasm you can see some poison coming from other person or it can be an open attack like a, a curse or someone yelling or fighting it doesn't matter it's aggressiveness anyway and an accident will be an extreme expression of that repressed energy. This happens through the law of affinity because someone who represses a lot his own anger keeps it within himself and it impregnates his aura, attracting equivalent circumstances. So if you're emanating aggressiveness, if your energy is full of that vibration, of course, you won't attract peace, right? Like attracts like. That's one of the laws of the universe. Another possibility is that negative content, the content in itself was neutral at the first moment or even positive, but you made it negative with evilness, considering it bad because you accepted concepts, ideas from other people, from the world, society, or even religion that considered that content in yourself, that characteristic, that impulse as a negative thing, a bad thing. So you took it at the first moment, neutral content, you took it as negative and that's why you have been repressing it in yourself so that content made negative can rise to your consciousness and on an impulse take over you dominating you so pay attention the energy needs to circulate and go out somewhere if it's stuck for a long time when escaping it can cause physical or health problems like body aches migraines cramps nausea and it can cause behaviors that range from a flawed act to a nervous tick, a mania, a neurosis, an explained fear, a panic attack, a nervous breakdown, a sudden crying, laughing or anger attack for no apparent reason, an impulsive and uncontrollable breakout, an outbreak, an obsession or a compulsion. Think about a volcano that erupts. 
something like that. It's a very intense and powerful force that has been repressed for so long that at some point erupts from within, from the unconscious and takes over the person in a way that that person cannot dominate themselves, cannot control themselves. Bad energy accumulated in the physical body at some point can cause pain or as I mentioned migraines, cramps, nausea, any uncomfortable symptom that if you go to the doctor and make exams the doctor won't see anything wrong with your body. He will give you only painkillers to try to diminish the effects but the cause is still inside of you. If you cannot treat a physical symptom definitely with drugs, medication, then it's because the pain itself is not actually due to a physical dysfunction in your body. It's because you have a lot of negative energy accumulated. And I can say that because I had cases of clients of mine complaining about back pain, a chronic back pain, and they tried so many different things like acupuncture, painkillers, massage, and that pain persisted on them. So in just one session, I could identify the real cause. It was an attitude they had that was causing that kind of symptom in their body. So in just one session, changing the point of view, the inner attitude and making work with their unconscious forces, the back pain was gone with no medication. So of course, the cause was energetic, not physical actually, right? But uh, back to the subject of this episode. That content that you made negative and repressed in yourself intensely and for a long time, at some point you can have like a volcano erupting and that force will come out with so much intensity that that content will take over you and you won't control that reaction in yourself. I mentioned a panic attack and what is this? It's the height of anxiety. What is anxiety? It's thinking about the future in a negative way, expecting bad things, disasters, being pessimistic. If someone keeps being anxious for a period of time, it doesn't matter actually for how long, what really counts is the intensity of those negative thoughts. But imagine someone in this endless pandemic having more and more fear of getting COVID and dying. At some point, if that person doesn't control their imagination, which is functioning in a bad way, expecting the worst, if they don't manage their own mind and control that anxiety, at some point they can have a panic attack because all that anxiety just erupts in a certain way they cannot control. And any attack actually, like a sudden crying attack, it's because the person was repressing their sadness too much. And then out of nothing, they have a crying attack. They start to cry for no apparent reason or a silly reason. It's just that that content in themselves needs to go out somehow 
because it has been accumulated for so long. And that's the same with a laughing attack because the person was repressing their joy. It was someone very serious that didn't allow themselves to have fun, for example, or an anger attack. An anger attack is because, well, first I have to say this, frustration accumulated at some point becomes anger. So if someone lives always in Portuguese, we have an expression to swallow a frog. What does that mean? To swallow a frog is to accept a frustration and swallow it without saying anything, without reacting, without taking action against it. So swallow frogs, <laughs> many frogs for years, for example, or it depends on the person. Each case is a different case. But imagine someone, you know, swallowing frustration after frustration. At some point, that accumulated frustration becomes anger and the body becomes so full of that bad energy that it has to relieve itself some way. That's when the person has a sudden anger attack. I'm not justifying that kind of attack. I'm just trying to explain to you what's the real cause behind it. And any kind of impulsive and uncontrollable outbreak or an obsession or compulsion, basically a behavior that takes over the person and they cannot control, they cannot dominate their own impulses. That's why many people, when under the influence of drugs, and it doesn't matter if they are legal or illegal drugs, many people do things that they normally don't allow themselves in a state of lucidity and total self-control. Because uh, the drugs that affect the level of consciousness will loosen the strings, let's say like this, of moral codes, religious ideas about what was considered a bad behavior, a non-acceptable behavior, right? So the drugs will kind of free that person to release those hard strings so they will feel more comfortable in expressing what they once were repressing. The classic case is that of the person who drinks to let go and put shyness aside. Sober, they restrain and repress their spontaneity, considering it bad and being afraid of making a mistake or being frowned upon or misinterpreted. Typical of people who strive to be very straight and socially correct. And behind it is vanity, of course. Always the damn vanity, the weakest point of all human beings. So a person who gives too much importance to what other people may think or say about them because they want to be approved, accepted and even like it, they will repress a lot of their spontaneity because they don't want to be rejected and they don't want to be considered as bad person or whatever. They are too vain. They look themselves with other people's eyes but with a lot of evilness. So they censor and repress themselves. And only with uh, a few shots after having drinks, they can allow themselves to be more relaxed. It's like uh, anesthetizing the inner critic. 
it's quite common for an individual to want to be very good out of pride and vanity. And there is spiritual vanity, you know, people who like to play the good person out of spiritual vanity because not only they want to be seen as good to other people, but they are very concerned about what God thinks about them. They want to be good people, so they, in their minds, they think they will have divine protection and won't suffer so much in their lives. But that, in my opinion, is a very childish and immature idea of God, of the higher forces. But anyway, eh, each one with their level of consciousness, right? But someone with this concept can be or at least can behave like a good person out of pride and vanity to be well seen and even admired by others. To do so, in this case, this individual denies and represses his bad side or what they consider a bad side, their malevolent, wicked and vengeful side. Despite being a human being, he doesn't admit to have flaws and strives to hide what he finds unpleasant and shameful in himself, perhaps even because of religious brainwashing. Have you seen the movie Pedophile and Abuser Religious and Spiritualists? They repress their sexual impulses or instincts so much because they consider them not only bad, but really as a sin. So they repress their content so much that at some point in front of other people of their community, but that impulse is so strong that at some point they have to relive it and they are very conscious of this. So they prepare a specific situation to let that bad impulse to go out abusing other people, especially children, because they won't probably defend themselves so easily, right? And another example, the good and charitable woman who plays nice to people in general, who acts in a way to be considered a good person, but when other people are not seeing, that woman will practice evil speaking, really talking bad things about other people, gossiping, and she may even make small vengeances. And why is that? Because she wants to be so good, especially in God's eyes, that she repressed completely her bad side, her mean side. But no matter how hard she tries to hide it from other people, that mean side is still there and will go out somehow. What happens is that the dark side grows and on certain days awakens and takes the person by surprise without realizing it and being able to control it, making them commit acts that they condemn in appearance in front of other people and acts that would embarrass them if discovered. It's not a matter of being possessed by a supernatural entity and being momentarily deprived of reason and reasoning. It's the less beautiful part, so to speak, of the person himself coming to the surface and expressing itself, but in such a strong way that the person just can't control that impulse. But they are actually aware of, very conscious of what they are doing. 
the fourth knot consciously and willingly integrated into the psyche can erupt into nightmares as well and they can be frequent even if the person never allows the expression of a genuine impulse either because they think it's not convenient driven by vanity again or because they don't know how to deal with that intense force in a civilized way even so sooner or later they end up having to face what they consider a monster and in a way that scares them because they cannot control it everything in the universe is made up of polarities wanting to develop only one polarity in oneself to be good of the light and that is very common in spiritualists or religious people they choose to express only the polarity that they consider good positive so if they want to develop only that in themselves they activate the opposite negatively the perverse the dark side because that attitude denies the opposite polarity and disown it to the darkness of the unconscious being good and firm to know how to say no minimizing the ego's silly vanity to the fullest is the point of balance I consider that life is a school to learn to be smart with others and with the traps of your own ego. So you gotta learn to be smart and not to be muggle. We are here to learn this, so we will suffer less and less, right? So every time someone focuses too much on developing only the positive aspect of a polarity they will deny and repress the other one the negative it's not that the negative polarity is necessarily bad it's just a polarity it's neutral but the, the person with evilness in their head in their mind thinks that that characteristic is bad ugly unpleasant or whatever the extremists people who are hard radicals adepts of eight or 80 all or nothing you know good and bad right and wrong those people are subject to greater sufferings when they go crazy or lose control they force and control themselves so much to remain in a polarity the one that they consider good positive that they create an internal tension in the field of unconscious energies then when they least expect it a rupture occurs and the volcano erupts and they oscillate to the opposite pole with such force that these people lose self-control and even unbalance their psychic system for example sexual puritans who become depraved someone who was very puritan their whole life because of religious beliefs for example at some point the repressed force becomes so strong to the point of erupting they just go crazy and forget everything about being puritans and allow themselves to express that repressed content sexual content in such a way that they just become depraved or another example controllers very controlling people who suddenly become impotent usually due to a health problem such as a stroke aneurysm paralysis or a degenerative disease like alzheimer's they at some point just become impotent powerless they just cannot control their own body 
Another example, rigidly correct people who become mad. Not necessarily mad in terms of mental illness, but uh, having like a sudden act of madness that really surprise other people, especially those who know that person well. They can react like, oh, what are you doing? You are really going crazy because, you know, they have been rigidly correct their own lives that at some point they just get enough of that self-control. Another example, materialists converted into fanatical and deluded believers. You know, someone that uh, was, was very attached to their material things, possessions, and suddenly they start to donate everything and get rid of uh, their material treasures and join a spiritual group, become fanatical and deluded believers. All those behaviors are the consequence of a lot of content made negative in their minds and accumulated to the point that the intensity requires escape to try to somehow reestablish the inner balance in the psyche. Wise guidance is given by those who teach the middle way or the permanence at a point of balance. Denying and castrating an impulse, forcing the manifestation of only its admissible opposite generates imbalance. The ideal is to always recognize it as legitimate, accept it and try to integrate it in a healthy way to the conscience. So everything that you think it's not good in yourself, you are ashamed of, you consider a bad characteristic, ugly, unpleasant, not convenient. If you deny it in yourself and repress it, that's not definitely the best way to deal with it. Not only because you will have to face that part of you in a magnifying mirror in other people and the situations challenging and even painful situations in your life, obstacles, struggles. But also, if you deny that aspect in yourself too much with such an intensity and for a long period of time, that content can emerge in a way so intense that you won't control it. It will take over you and it will probably cause some damage in your life. And especially in your vanity because people <laughs> will think you are really crazy and won't recognize you and uh, may even want to avoid you after that outbreak. So three things that I consider very important. First, self-knowledge. And this requires humility and courage to see who you really are, all your aspects, especially your dark side. Try to see parts that you don't like about yourself, not as defects, as weak points only. You can work on them to turn them into strong points because behind every flaw, every defect, there is a hidden quality and that's what therapy is for. So every characteristic you have is part of you, is part of your inner baggage. So have humility and courage to see them, to see who you really are. This is about self-knowledge. The second thing, very important, is self-acceptance. Really accept every part of you, every aspect as part of you. You cannot get rid of them as the saying goes. 
you can run but you cannot hide right so you cannot get rid of your characteristics you can work on them to make them more acceptable for yourself first not for other people because if you are just doing inner work to please other people then you are driven by vanity by your ego and that doesn't count really and the third thing very important is so the first self-knowledge second self-acceptance and the third self-improvement so you gotta look at all of your sides especially the dark side and accept your personality traits your temperaments don't see them as bad or ugly they are just what they are accept them and then you can after seeing accepting and recognizing and accepting then you can work on them in your self-improvement to become a better person and to turn your weak points into strong points to make those parts those sides work for you and for me as a therapist it's very easy to recognize the dark side of a person what characteristics they are denying and repressing in themselves and how do i do this just uh, looking at the kind of people and situations they're attracting to their lives especially those who are so frequent that became a pattern a repetitive pattern negative pattern in their lives i can also identify this patterns in their birth chart in the form of uh, hard aspects between the planets so if you are very uncomfortable with what you consider defects in yourself and you would like to work on them to change the situations in your life you know, stop attracting the same type of people irritating people and negative situations in your life that is a way to do this and I can help you. You can go to my website, gracyhoo.com, G-R-E-I-C-Y-H-O-O.com, and you can schedule a free 45-minute enlightenment call with me. You will give me your birth data and choose the best date and time for our call so we can have a conversation. I will give a quick reading of your birth chart, showing you your main challenges and main lessons you are here to learn in this life. And I will not only help you understand a lot of things in your life, everything will finally make sense. You will see the real cause behind so many struggles. And I will not only show you all of this, but I will give you a solution to change your present scenario what you can do to transform your reality and stop attracting those unpleasant people and situations in your life and just to make it very clear you won't be obligated to work with me i just want to shed some light into your consciousness because understanding the why and the what for will give you a lot of relief actually and then you are free to do whatever you want with that information but i can do help you with working on your inner issues and helping you to transform your reality by working with your unconscious forces to make them play in your team and work for you instead of against you anymore 
but only if you are really into self-improvement. Please don't waste my time and your time. This is not for everyone. I know my work as a therapist is very different from what's out there. I can really go straight to the point because it's very easy for me to identify what's not working in your life and use the right tools to change things. So you can go to my website and schedule that free call with me or you can just follow me on Instagram at Who. And one last thing, I don't know when exactly you are listening to this episode. I'm recording it in March 2021. Maybe you are listening to this a few years ahead in time, in the future. And maybe this offer of that free call is not available anymore. So if I were you, I would book that call as soon as possible in 2021 because I really don't know what future will bring to me. So if you are listening to this episode in the future, far future, and if you go to my website and don't see that offer anymore, the opportunity to have a free call with me, well, well, it's a shame. But if you are listening to this in the present, <laughs> in my present time, don't miss this opportunity. Okay, but only, as I said before, only if you are really into self-improvement. Otherwise, please don't waste my time and don't waste your time. Okay, that's it for today. Stay well and we'll talk again in the next episode.